Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night cheer. Where I am, it's Wednesday night. Oops. Trying to get this focus properly. Okay, um, we're hoping that the video recording is going to be better than last week's. At least we're hoping that we don't get turned upside down in the middle. Um, and the same for the audio mention. We're not really dedicating this year to anyone in particular. Dedications are always available. Whoever wants to dedicate can always let us know. Yard sites, birthdays, or mitzvahs, anything of the sort. Um, the Shabbos Pasha Shemais. We begin the new Chumash Shemais. It's good I to always mention and to reiterate certain points as we do oftentimes during certain Shurim that we repeat certain things that we've discussed before prior. The Eilish Shemais B'nai Yisrael starts with a Vav, a Vav a Hemshech, a continuation from what we spoke prior, what the Taylor spoke about prior. Taylor is not a storybook. Taylor finished off, Chumash Bereshis, with Vayamas Yosef, we elaborated last week that Yosef died as Yosef, and he kept his name always as Yosef. The Eila Shemais Bnei Yisrael. This is therefore also the names of the Bnei Yisrael who continued that very legacy, who were commanded to continue that very legacy. We have spoken many times about the Rafu before the Makkah. The healing comes before the illness, and therefore, Chumash Shemais begins Chumash Shemais begins with the word Shemais B'nai Yisrael Abayim which are a an acronym, last four words, last four letters, finish off. Last four words, finish off with the letters. Excuse me. Start off with the letters Shemais B'nai Yisrael Habayim Shivya, which is the captivity, the Eden were in captivity. How does the captivity start? The captivity starts. 
Shivya with Yidin innocently. Falling into the vices of Parai, Parai Melech Mitzrayim, Vayokam Melech Chodesh Al Mitzrayim, a new king stood up on Egypt, Asheleyadas Yosef, who did not know Yosef, and therefore this king began new decrees as well, according to Rashi, one explanation. Somebody that had a new approach to the Jews, a new attitude to the Jews. Surrounded with advisors, warning him of the impending danger the Jews caused, and therefore following through with applying and keeping the Jews in servitude, keeping the Jews as slaves. And as the enslavement continues until as our parsha continues. But in the very Pasuk, with the words, the first letters of those words, say Shivya, we find as well the solution. We find as well the redemption. Shemais in the merit of the Yidin, of the Jews, keeping their names, is one of the merits that the Jews left Egypt. Eis Yaakov Ish, the last letters, are Shabbos, where the Yidin kept Shabbos. Another merit for which Yidin merit redemption. Yisrael Haboyim. Yisrael begins with the Yud, ends with the Lamed. Haboyim begins with the Hey and ends with the Mem. The letters Mem, Yud, Lamed, Hey. Milo. Because they kept the mitzvah of Milo. Ironically, by the way, just for the record, it became problematic in the desert. Once they entered into the desert, they were not keeping Milo. Ba'u, the last word of the Pasuk, is the same gematria as the word Beged, garments. They didn't change their garb, their names, their garb, keeping Shabbos. These were merits that were imperative, and that were helpful, that were not helpful, but ultimately brought about the Geula of the Golos Mitzrayim. In the beginning of the Chumash, the beginning of the Chumash of Shemais, Parsha of Shemais, where Parag hears from his astrologers that a boy is being going to be born from the Jews and he will be their savior. He will take them out. He will take them out of Mitzrayim. (sighs) 
Hari's reaction. His first reaction, of course, is to see to it that any baby boy born should be killed. And by killing any baby boy, he'd be spared of the Savior of the Jews coming to save them. In turn, the wording that we find when Pari places this decree on the Jews, the wording is any boy that's born should be sent in, thrown into the Nilus. The Nilus being the waters that supported the, Jew, the Egyptian nation. They overflowed and, and irrigated the entire nation. They represented the fiscal entity of Egypt. And therefore, Pari had multitasked this. With one point, oh no, video died. With one point, he's wanted them to be thrown into... We're going to stop the video and restart it. He was going to have the Jews thrown into, the boys thrown into double factor here one factor would be to be drowned physically physically drown them the other factor that he was suggesting recommending is that they be thrown into the financial world of Egypt leave up the Hebrew the Jewish concept, leave up the, the spiritual concept, leave off the Torah, the mitzvahs, leave that all out. Get involved. Get involved in the financial world. Get involved in money matters. Get involved with things that really should be superfluous to you. This was the twofold decree that Pari put on the male species of the Jewish nation. Let the boys be born let them be born, let them be thrown into the Nilus. Whether they be drowned in the Nilus physically, whether they be drowned in the Nilus spiritually. This was Pari's goal. We're back on, on video. He then has a second part to his decree. Please mute your phone. He has a second part of his decree. The second part is 
Kolabastachayun. Mute the phone, please. Kolabastachayun. The daughters should be remain living, should be kept living. Excuse me. You want to kill the children of the Jews? Annihilate them t- totally. Why leave anybody alive? Why leave anybody living? But no, his his mission was, his message was, Habasta Chayun, yes, let them live, give them life, give them sustenance, and teach them to be good Egyptians. That is the Chayun that he looked for them to have. The life that he wanted to give them. A life of Egyptian life to become good Egyptians. Chayun is what we're talking about. It's asked, why did Pari have to do Chalabas Chayun as we just spoke? I'm sorry. That's not what we were discussing. Uh-huh. Okay, give me a moment. And we said, of course, the reason, as we said now, was that he wanted them to live so that they could follow his ways. They could be good Egyptians. Now let's get back to the what we're going to discuss. Uh, I'm sorry, give me a moment. There we go. Okay, I'm sorry. In the beginning of the parasha, we talk about the birth of Meish Rabbeinu. Chazal tell us the decree of Haman was tied with the special schus of this day. If we keep in score at home, Gimara Megillah Yud Gimla Medbeis tells us. Tana, we learn. Haman did a lot of pulled a lottery. What month can he destroy the Jews? And the lottery came out on the month of Adar. He was very happy. Why? Omar he said, my raffle, my lottery pulled out, came fell. and the month. Shabbos by Moshe. Moshe passed away. And continues the Gemara. But he did not know. On the seventh day of other, Moshe passed away. But on the seventh day of other, Moshe was born. And Rashi explains. 
Kedai Haleda Shetachaper Alamisa. It's Kedai, the day of a person's birth, that forgives for their passing away. Not just the actual later, the birth itself is worth, and that is Shaykh to this day, as if you give me a score at home, the Yimar and Tainis Chavtesam and Aleph. But Megalgul and Schusli and Zakai, it says there, that we roll over the merit for the special day, but that it forgives the end of the person's days. Rashi, in simple words, is explaining to us that the truth is that the seventh day of other is a great, special, auspicious day because happy birthday, Moshe. Moshe being his birthday. Also a Yomtev, that Moshe passed away on this day, which is a Hilula, as we see by the by the Rashbi, etc., So in what way is the birth of Mesha greater than the passing of Mesha? So much so that it nullifies the union of something that's not good on this day. And Rashi explains Kedai Haleda birthday the greatness of a birthday forgives the Misa. The Leda forgives, it wipes off, it's a kapora, it cleans off the Indian, the concept of something that's not happy, the fact somebody passed away, the day that Moshe passed away. We have to understand this. mind dictates it should be just the opposite. Misa, passing away, comes after birth, obviously. Not only that, the Misa nullifies the birth. The person passing away nullifies the fact that they came into the world X amount of years prior. So therefore, how can you say that the birth, which happened so many years before, takes care of and rectifies the passing? Another thing we don't really understand. It's called Mikra Mole Dibarakasa. The whole Pasuk here, full Pasuk, says as follows. It's in Pasuk in Kehelis. It's greater the day of the passing than the day of the birth. And the Medish explains, The day a person is born, we don't know what he's going to become. It's Sadiq when he passes away. And he goes out of the world in peace with his teda and his maizim tevim and all the good deeds that he did. Huh. He's in great shape. And the Al-Tareb explains the greatness of the, path, the concept of his talkusim, 
Shal Tzadikim, the passing of Tzadikim, then the person becomes a complete entity. Kol Maisov, Viteidosoi, Vaveidosei, Hashir Ovad, Kol Mikhayev. All the works, all his teda, all his service that he did to God, his entire life. So therefore, this is a time that's pale Yeshua is for of Oretz, as Dabra Melech says in Tehillim. So then how can we say that a birthday has a mila, has a greatness over the passing of, the day of the person passing away? Not only a mila, but it forgives the day of the passing. When you say, and especially the Medish says, stresses, that the day a person is born should be no simcha at all. Because we don't know what direction this person is going to take. Tzadik, this, that, we don't know. Mashenke, when they pass away, they need to be happy. Because they left with a good name. They left with a good way. Let us say, even after the person left the world in a good stead, in a good name. At the end of the day, proves what the beginning was. And therefore, a person does leave in, good way, in a good stead. So yes, it shows how great the fact was that he was born. Because the fact that this holy neshama, this beautiful soul, this great soul, high soul, holy soul, came down into this world. We see this after the person passes away, because the person proved themselves and accomplished so much in the world. But this is all an outcome from the fact which is revealed later in life when the person passes away. So how is it possible that the birth of a person should have a greater effect than the passing of the person. Another thing we need to understand. According to this Medish and the explanation of the Alter Rebbe, the great merit of the Yemam of us, of the passing, we have a question. When the Gemara has to find a reason why the lottery of 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 Haman came out on the seventh day of Adar? It's an Indian of Eschus, which pushes away the Gezeda, which pushed away that nullified the decree of Haman. The Gemara should have said, Yes, he was happy, he thought that Moshe died that day, and therefore it's a problem for the Jews, it's a bad thing for the Jews. So instead of the Yomara saying that he should also have known that Moshe was born, and therefore it's greater even, because it helped and it saved, his, it saved the Jews, she said, no, you're right, it's the day he died. And that's the greatest time of a person. Because the greatest merit, the nullification of Haman's decree 
came about with exactly that. Once again, the video froze. Trying to restart. This happens. But it's not in the normal place. Self-understood, of course. It's not a question. Not why Haman was was so happy. It's not the fact that at the time when Mesha passed away, Because he didn't know about the greatness of this talpus. That's not the question. The question is though, why does he say, why does the Gemara not say, at the end of the Gemara, he didn't know that it was the birthday also. What is to us so special, and how can we say that the birth date is more special than the day he passed away? Trying to momentarily start again the video. The computer is really not happy being out of its element. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We could say perhaps the explanation about this. Even though the Klal is Tev Yemamavis Miyemivoldi. It says in Kahalas, like we said the Pasuk in Kahalas, that the day of the passing is greater than the day of the birth. That is by every person, even by Tzadikim. Because ain't Adam Yedea Ma'amaisa. A person doesn't know how they're going to pan out their, their life. Maisha is different. Mesha is a Yetzim in Aklal, as we say. Because by the birth of Mesha, the Pasuk says, Vateira They saw how good he was. And if you keep your score at home, the Yomara and Seti Yedbezim and Aleph tells us that this is, that Bishash and Nailed Mesha and Ismail Abayis When Mesha was born, the house filled up with light. Everyone knew that something great had come into this world. This great neshama came onto this world, and a great thing has happened. Immediately when he was born, he brought about the light of the Shekhinah. In a way that the entire house was illuminated. This means that even though by every Jew, whoever it might be, when they are born, the fact that they're born 
brings down a new continuation of godliness into the world, brings down another holy neshama, which is neshama is a chelik of the kam is a part of God Himself. So much more so, if the child has a great neshama, the neshama of a tzaddik, a holy, special neshama. Like the Chazal tell us, Baroso Tzadikim, Gemarin, keeping score at home, Baba Basit has Zayin Amar Aleph. Baroso Tzadikim, Baroso Rashaim, and they created different Nishamas, special Nishamas that come into the world. They have special, strong strengths. And they can reach tremendous high levels. When it comes to Jews, that's I have to say even, when they're born, there's an union of light. Why can't we say it? Because the light is hidden. It's behelm. It's hidden in the body. The light, the revelation of this earth, it depends on how the person pans out in the world. The more the person refines themselves, refines their body, the more is revealed the holiness, the holiness of their soul. And it lights and it shines through the godliness into the world. <coughs> and therefore we say, Because <coughs> the the spiritual strength that a Jew receives are in the time that he is born only B'Koyach. Because ain't other Yedea, Ma'amaisav. The person does not know what they are ultimately going to do. The person does not know how they are ultimately going to behave. Going to behave. When do we only see that? Only when the person passes. Ba'ashayim came by Moshe. Immediately when he was born, the house became full of light. The light shone already then. The pale of the So much so that the house was illuminated. Not only his own light within himself, the entire house was filled with light. This was the revelation and the greatness by the birth of Mesha. And there's no question, the fact, that the Medrash says, asks in the spot. And it says, the, it learns out the Pasuk, even by Moshe, which means to say, even by Moshe, there's a concept of Eli in the day of his passing, in the great elevation, the day he passes, greater than when he was born. Because it depends what you're talking about. When you're talking about of Moshe, the actions, his teda, his service to God, avada. Then in Yehamavas we saw how much greater Moshe Rabbeinu was than baby Moshe. Because when he was born, 
before his whole Avedis Meshim, everything was only Bekayach. And the Shlemus of his Avedis, of his Maisa, his Tere and his Aveda, we only saw after. And therefore, Tev Yeh Mamavis, So we're reverting back to what we said, that the death is greater. In that case, we go back to the same question. Why was Haman happy that he chose the day that Moshe died? It's a great day. The light that was shown, that was shown, that's shown, when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, is tied in with the etzim, the shama of Moshe. Moshe's actual soul. A koyach from Nishmas of Mesha, Nishmas Mesha. And this is not anything to do with the gulf of the body, the Veda of the body. And therefore, we saw the actual light, even before <coughs> any kind of Aveda, any kind of service he did to God. And the Indian is not only higher. Then we were mentioned before, even more so, this birth forgave the Misa. We can understand this all from the explanation of the Ben and the Maim Chazal. It says, we said before, Nismali Kola Bayis Meishe Rabbeinu, from his birth, was fit to light up and shine up the entire world through Teda. It says, the Teda er, Teda represented by life, by light. And if you keep score all the Yaman in two places, in Tainus, the Zayinam Abbez, and Megillah the Zayinam tells us, ain't er ela Teda, Eir zu Teda. When we refer to light, the only light there is, is Teda. And there's no light but Teda. And from here we understand that the Tchuna of Meshach's Neshama, from the beginning of his birth, was fitting and bound to the union of Teda. And this in itself is the reason why Nelson Nafshe Aliyah that his Nefesh gave an Aliyah so much so that Teda is called on Mesha's name Zichri Teda's Mesha Avdi it's called Teda's Mesha because the, the connection the unity of Mesha with Teda is not something that was just given a given thing to his, his essence, an Indian that he accomplished later through his service, but his neshama itself, his essence of his holy soul, was fit to light the entire world up through Taylor. And this is therefore the essence of Mesha, and it's one with Taylor.
The explanation of this simply, it's a Gemara Yerushalmi actually, Ain't emes ela teda, the Chazal say. There's no emes except for teda. The idea of teda er, emes, is emes. The true concept of emes is not something that's the opposite of sheker. But emes means a concept in which it's not possible any change, any variation. Full, full and pure truth. A full and pure connection. And it's perpetual. The Pesach says, Svas Emes, talking about. And it's known that I have the Mishnah, that Mayanis, rivers, which dry out, one time in seven years even, are called Mayim HaMachazim. Mayim HaMachazim cannot be used for a chatos. And the same thing we know, Sheker ain't le raglayim. Sheker does not have feet. Very interesting explanation we taught when we were children. MS, the Aleph has two legs to it. The Mem has a flat bottom. And the self has two legs. They stand. They have raglayim. Sheker. The shin is a triple, is a three-prong, but comes to a point on the bottom. It can't stand. The kuf is a half, is a reish and a leg. A leg. Neither of them can stand on their own. And the reish also cannot stand on its own. And therefore, sheker ain't the raglayim. Sheker has no feet and always falls. And this is the end of Teiras Emes. Venot san lonu Teiras Emes, we say. Teira is perpetual. And it's not shaykh. And there can be no change in variation in Teira. And the Ramam says, Teira is a medas le'elam al-ulme elamim. It's perpetual. It stands forever. Ein lo le'shinu yiva le'giroin v'le'tesis. It has no change to it. No, minimi- no minimizing it and no adding to it. Teda does not go into the category, into the variations of change. Not because of time, not because of place, not because of the society, the people that are studying the Teda. Always Teda stays the same. There are no changes in Teda. Teda does not vary. Teda does not conform to society or to whatever mankind is up to. And therefore, Chazal tell us, again, if you keep his score home, Megillah, you tell some advice. Kol ma'ashetal midvosik osid l'chadish, hakon neymel l'meishem esinai. Anything that any Talmud Chochum, any Goin, will come up with any chidush that they will have was already said to Moshe and Sinai. Because there's no adding to the Teda's Emes. And if it's Teda, in itself is a proof that this was already given to Moshe and Sinai. And that's why we need to live constantly 
with Das Tera. Adding to this, the fact that Tera does not change seasons, times, anything, era, not because Tera did not come down into time and place. Tera came onto Sinai, which was a physical realm. And Adrav, Tera Leba Shemayim, they can't paskin according to the Shemayim. You can't learn Tera and Shemayim. It was given to the physical world. Dolomatim. In a world that finds itself in constant change. The lowering of going down to Mitzrayim, the Yitzhahara, etc. So what does it mean that Tera does not change? The way Tera finds itself in this world, even the way it's learned, through different types of people, even people that are not pure. Today's day and age, we're not pure, we're all Tommy. There's no change to the Teda itself. You don't make the Teda impure. This shows the proof, living proof, that this Emes. The fact that it doesn't change no matter what you do, no matter how you find it. All possible conditions, learning a Teda comes out into the same source, into the same result. And we're talking about Teda that comes into a contemporary time. The people are different. They're sometimes even the opposite of truth. But Teda always remains the same, always remains true without any changes. The Emes Hashem Li'elam. That the Emes Hashem is mayor in Elam. The truth of God shines in the world. And the fact that Emes Havaya can also be from Elam Gashmi, Alma, the Shikra, this false world that we're in, that turns everything over to the Emes Dikikdusha. So therefore we can understand now that B'Sha'at Smat and Teda an accomplishment that happened the fact that it was engraved in the Luchas but if we had a Chedus what was the freedom? The freedom of the Malach HaMavis. when the Teda was actually given to Eden of this world perpetuality was instilled Nobody was ever supposed to die again. Even the Shamas and the Guf. Which the Guf Gashmi itself doesn't have perpetual. It can't always live. But they would have Chaim Nitzchim and we'd be free from the Malachim of us. Unfortunately, the Chet Egel, sin of the golden calf, nullified this. So in order, because in order that Teda should be able to fulfill the concept of perpetual in the person, Teda needs to be engraved in the physical body. 
But the Chet Egel brought in a certain tumor that the bodies were no longer able to accept this total engravement of Tehran. We're not talking about Hashem. Engravements via uh, tattoos. So therefore, Durch Maseinu, through our work and our service, we break through this darkness so that we can nullify this tumor that was brought about from the golden calf and this impurity will be eradicated from the world and that time will be and will pay on the Shama Beguf this is therefore also the explanation. Meshe Rabbeinu, the beginning of his birth, was already capable, was already fitting to lighten and to bring light into the entire world through his Tata. Because his Indian, his Midas of Meshe, was Midas Emes. Emes is Meshe. Meshe Emes. Vesedose Emes. And the Purish in this is that Meshe not only said something, never said anything, God forbid, the opposite of truth, others also, especially Tzadikim, which their life is another form of Kedusha, Chesed, they've been entirely not Possible, not connected to the concept of Shekhar Chazashal. This means, therefore, that Mesha shined, shone through his true Emes Hashem in Nitzchi without any change. And therefore, we find that Maisi the Meshah and in Nitzchim, the works that Mesha did were Nitzchi, were perpetual. His Mishkin was never destroyed, his Mishkin was put away, it was put in the Shemis. Forever and ever. Because nothing that Meshach did could ever have been destroyed. And that's why one of the reasons he was not allowed into Israel, had he built a base of English Israel, it never would have been destroyed. And therefore Meshach himself, because I'll tell us, Meshach did not die. Keep his score at home again, it's a Gemara and Seita. You'd give him the bottom of Ahmed Bey's. Just like then he was serving God, now too he serves God. What is the Kiddush? When it comes to Siddiquim in general, it says, even Misosim Kirim Chaim, even when they die, they're called life. Because they accomplish more, the Al-Tarebi explains, they accomplish more in this world when they're not here anymore than when they're actually here in this world. Because now they're in a chayim ruchnim, they're in a physical, they're in a spiritual life, and a spiritual life they can accomplish everything. But still, in all, we find this is not the concept leimes. It doesn't say any other tzaddikim except for Yaakov and Moshe. And we understand this because by other tzaddikim, there's a concept of ishtakach b'kol Even in this world, their physical, their spirituality finds itself in the entire world. 
and therefore the students can accept it, and therefore they able to give over, and they give over physically into the world, and they devote, and they develop, and they develop chassidim, and they develop talmidim, and therefore when they're not physically in this world, we can't say lay mace. Because they felt, they changed. Mashekim Moshe, lay because his midah, midah of Moshe was midah Emes. This is his entire life, his entire entity. It was physically in this world engraved that way, and therefore, Emes could never die. Because I'll say that this is Pashtus of Meishu Bechadara There's a spark of Meishu Rabbeinu in every generation. The Risham of Meishu gets into every generation. Some say a Chachma of every generation. And some say each and every Jew has a spark of Mesha. But not the body. The life of the Tzaddik are not a physical life. Because life, spirituality does not have an existence. It's something physical. And therefore the life of Mesha never ended. And therefore we go back and forth and we explain the same concept with Yaakov Avinu. How also, although we saw an actual funeral, the ultimately the Yomara finishes off, which is not exactly explaining that Yaakov didn't die. You're saying that he still lives on within his children. Well, yet we say Yaakov, Yaakov did not die. <coughs> therefore his concept of Yaakov had a concept which perpetually existed in the world. Now we can understand what Rashi says, Kedai Aleida Shitchapra Lamisa. The Leida, the birth, a birthday is greater, and it Mechapra forgives on the Misa. Because the truth, the Nitzkiyas of Mesha, is not an Indian that he had accomplished through his his service, the concept that Mesha existed perpetually was taken from his neshama, which shone through with Emes Hashem. Hashem Elikim Emes. And therefore, this took place immediately when he was born. The entire house filled with light. This perpetuality of Emes Hashem always stayed in the Neshama of Meish Rabbeinu. And this is the concept of Emes Hashem in the world. There's no change in God. There's no change in how God finds Himself in this world. Any time, any situation, the godliness, the light of God shines through. And this is the explanation, that it's good the birth and forgives on death. Because in this day of latest Mesha, the Gili, his light of Nitzchis and Emes, of the Neshama of Mesha Rabbeinu, and therefore his Leda that was brought about in the world was Mechaper, it wiped off till the concept of Misa. And even physically, so much so it forgave the concept of the Misa that Mesha lay Mace, Mesha did not lay Mace, Mesha, Mesha did not die. And for this reason, the Gemara stresses Dafka in the Indian of birth, in the Ili 
on the day of Estalkus of Mesha, because Davka is Mavatl, the Hechlet of the Gazette of Haman, not looking even at the greatness of Mesha's Estalkus, how great he was, and how much he brought into the world, and how much he gave to the world, and the Nekudus, etc. Mashenke the Eli, when it came about when his birth was even greater than that of his passing, and the fe- therefore, not only he accomplished the nullification of the decree of Haman and the forgiving, but even more so, is Techaper, according to the highest Pirush in Kapara, to be a Nachasruach Lekenai, an Indian of endearment, even more so than it was before. And through this, he adds the Yomtev by Yidin and the fact. Is even greater than all Yom Tevim the Simcha in Eifin Adlayada goes that's why it goes in the month of Purim, which is Adlayada, which is the nullification. And a simcha nitzchis, because I'll say call made him a seed in the bottle, may I put him in the tailum elam, that Purim will never be nullified, all other Yom Tevim will have nullified be nullified. And this is something that we look for, we look and we see the greatness of the birth when a great, special, holy neshama comes into the world. And when one is merited to connect to such a neshama, one has a merit, a schus, to be able to be with such a neshama and to be one with such a neshama, unconditionally connected to such a neshama, how the person can merit and be zeicha from it. And we should all be zeicha with the births, especially the births of today's this week of whenever it might be that the discuss of these birds we should be zeicha to the geula hamitus vashlema yedei mashiach tzidkenu and we should be able to read this Shabbos vaeda and we're going to by mincha that we're going to show already the godliness in Yerushalayim Yerakodesh Shabbat Shalom to all.
Ciao, ciao.